This is Eric Dye along with Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider. You're listening to the 48th Church Mag Podcast. Take care of yourself because you can't serve your family if you don't, but then also recognize when you're just being selfish. Even if it's just for a short amount of time, that can really energize me, fuel my creativity, and it really is that self-care that you're talking about. And we went right back to playing video games. Didn't talk to her. you know. And that's the kind of childishness is being attacked, and I totally agree with that. This week's podcast is brought to you by Church Mag Press, the place to find helpful ebooks and digital resources for church techs and creatives. Learn more on churchmagpress.com. This week on the podcast, we're talking about something that many of us enjoy. We talk about video gaming. And we want to tell you about a fun thing that we've started here on Church Mag. But first, here's a Church Mag Pro tip about Sunday morning church announcements from Jonathan Mom. Hey guys, Jonathan Mom here with a quick ministry tip. Today's tip is all about numbers and marketing. They say on any given Sunday, one-third of your congregation isn't at church. It could be because they're out of town, sick, or any other reason. And obviously that number might be different depending on your context. But if we use that as a general rule, that means each Sunday you have a third of the people who weren't at the previous service. So if you announce something only one Sunday from the pulpit, 33% of your people probably never heard the announcement. And if you count on people texting during the announcements, which they are, that's a pretty low rate of people who hear a message on a given Sunday. So what does that mean for you? It means you need to announce things multiple times for them to reach your whole audience. And because you need to announce things multiple times, it's important you're highly selective with what you announce. If you're announcing 20 things each week, there's a good chance nobody will listen to any of it. So my recommendation is choose one or two things you really want your congregation to know about and be sure to repeat it each Sunday for a couple of weeks. I'm talking things like Christmas, Easter, a citywide outreach, a missions opportunity you want the whole church to be involved in, something like that. Be selective with your announcements and make them awesome. So there's the tip. I want to encourage you to check out my two books for church creatives. There's Created for More, a 30-day devotional to help you start seeing your life more creatively. And then there's Unwelcome, 50 ways you can make your church more welcoming. Grab them on Amazon or iBooks. Let me ask you guys, when it comes to gaming, um, it, it seems like for a long time it was like, well, gaming is like, it's for kids, right? But all of us kids who played Super Mario and, and television and Coleco and Atari and Super Nintendo and so on, we've all grown up, so we're adults now, and we still like to play video games. And for a little while there was kind of a stigma, like, well, that's what kids could do, you need to grow up. But video games are a new storytelling medium. Um, And just like movies and books and everything else, gaming has become so much more than just, you know, beating eight levels and saving the princess and eating on some mushrooms to make you bigger. I miss GoldenEye. In 64, that was the stuff. Dude, wasn't it, though? But it doesn't hold up. My brothers and I, like, three years ago, tried booting it up and playing, and it was... I couldn't... How do you freaking hold this controller? I'm like, it was terrible. No, it's true. No, it's true. You know, when you... Sometimes retro gaming can be fun, and sometimes you're like, wow, this... This is yeah. certainly lost its shine. Now, that that being said, with it, Apple TV is supposed to get an update this summer, which will allow for apps to be purchased on it and played on the Apple TV using your iPhone as a controller. Interesting. I, 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 like, I like the sensory. I'd have a hard time with that. 
because I've done some. Too. I've done some of that where they, there are some apps that turn it into a controller that you can sync, and I've tried yeah. that a few times, and I just I can't do it. I would too, but like I don't want to buy another console. You know, like I have the Wii, and I don't like the Wii. I don't like the where the controllers work. You know, I'm not. I need. I want. I want something far more tactile than that stupid little wand. And see, that's why when I got back into gaming, I I went kind of the PC route. Of course, I have an Apple, so I am I am more limited. But um, and then when I got back into it, I started with the older games because it's harder to go back. It's hard to do retro once you've once you've done the newer stuff because it just it's yeah it's just different. So I started with older games to kind of work my way up because I knew if I started with newer that it, going back would be would be very very difficult. But um, that that's why I did it too because you can get. You can get a decent number of games for your computer, uh, even for the Mac. You know, get a get a uh, uh, a USB controller for not very much money at all, and you're you're up and going. Especially for guys like us who who don't have a lot of time to be gaming, uh, it's it's a pretty pretty quick and easy and low cost fix. And speaking of time, how how do you find the time, Jeremy? You you just had a newborn. How how do you find the time to game, or is it something that put on the back burner? I don't know. I've got some personal thoughts that I'll share, but I'm curious to hear from from you who are who are right into it because we've launched this this new thing that we're going to talk about at the end of the podcast, and so I know that you are finding a little bit of time to game, but you have the newborn. How, how, how's that going? So I think that helps, but in some ways that is my justification as I am doing it for the blogs, and I can say, all right, I'm going to put out some content, and I'm going to make a little mind that kind of satisfies her. But at the same time, I think that there is an element of self-care in it in the very limited sense of um, after working with clients every single day and just kind of trying to struggle with my mental aspect, I can kind of just let go about everything and then, and then kind of just jump into this. And so I do it, but only do it whenever babies are gone and asleep and whenever my son is out so it's very limited time and then obviously spending time with my wife so i have to really kind of pick and choose that so like right now i'm doing but it's limited right yeah you know um i recently wrote wrote a blog post about that about human bandwidth we only have so much bandwidth that we can we can exert in a day uh and there's only a certain amount of quality bandwidth that we're able to exert in a day as well and i i learned and realized that you know i can only go a hundred percent working hard for so long until my my quality really begins to drop and if i just take a little bit of time to you know talk with a friend read a book play play a game even if it's just for a short amount of time that 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 can really energize energize me fuel my creativity and it really is that self-care that you're talking about at the same time, I will say that I have some online friends that that used to game more and have given it up completely because they do have they do have smaller kids. And if I rewind my mind back when I had smaller kids, I had to do the same thing, and for multiple reasons. Number one, when you're in that season of your life, it's very difficult to find time, even for that self care, even even to get a little bit. It can be very difficult because when when your kids are little. They're, you know, they need a lot of your care and attention. And so you just have to put that kind of stuff on the shelf and not go to it. The second reason why I had to go cold turkey on it for a long time is, is the addictive qualities that gaming had or could have uh, in my life. And I feel like I finally hit, I finally hit a, a healthy balance where I can game some, 
uh, for that self care that you're talking about without getting sucked in and 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 casting my responsibilities to the side. And so it was kind of a, a unusual mix of that. Um, and so when I hear younger guys that say, "Oh yeah, you know, I'd like the game, but I don't have a lot of time," I just try to encourage them. Yeah, yeah, you know, I totally know, totally been there and done that. Um, even Phil and I were talking about that yesterday on Slack, talking about Minecraft. He was talking about. You know, he's got a little sliver of time that he can spend every day to recharge his batteries. And when he has to choose, you know, do I read? Do I play some games? Do I do this or do I do that? You know, that's not the top. That's not his top thing. Whereas for me, that's something that I really enjoy doing. So if I get a chance to have that self-care, I usually game. And so I think that that's, you know, as Christians, we don't, again, you know, it seems like the last couple of podcasts, we've been, we've been bringing up these topics about, you know, if you can build church community, if, if uh, sharing scriptures on social media is worth your time. And we've had all these things that seem to be such polarizing ideas when it comes to blog posts and people put information and content out there. It's like they're either for or they're against. And I think video gaming is the same way. Especially with Christians, you have the guys that are like, oh man, that's just like, that's like adrenaline pornography. You got to quit playing those games. You got to grow up. Then you have the other side saying, hey, you know, what's wrong with this? This is a storytelling medium. This is something we enjoy. What's different between, um, what's the difference between sitting down and reading an uh, uh, um, uh, entertaining action book or watching an action movie and sitting and playing a video game that has an interactive storyline that has that, that's very interesting. And so, th- again, I think we're finding where it's not it doesn't have to be yes or it doesn't have to be no, but it really is a mix of those things. It's it's balance, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I I've heard the the arguments of you know men stop being boys, stop playing video games, um, and I you know I bristled at that because I, I like I played video games you know i i um after i got married i still played uh, a few games i didn't play as much as i used to because i just didn't have physical time and you know there's that that uh just you know recharge your batteries playing games sure but at some point go to bed and that'll really really recharge your batteries too exactly exactly but um i'm not gonna i gotta keep i had a i didn't have interaction with I, i wasn't involved in this but i heard about just the other day this um uh, this lady near to my family, um, she, uh, she, you know, had been out, you know, for a length of time, came home, saw the husband, husband, uh, you know, greeted her, gave her a kiss on the cheek and went right back to playing video games. Didn't talk to her, you know, and that's the kind of childishness that I think, uh, is being attacked. And I totally agree with that. Right. But again, we don't have to be, you know, totally, totally for or against, you know, we do. We, let's talk about these things specifically. Yeah, exactly. I agree. It's it's all about balance. Everything in balance. If you're if you're a a, um, a workout, you know, addict, and all you do is work out, or like this, if you ride your bike six hours every evening and you never see your family because you're out riding your bicycle, you know, because you're a health nut, that's not cool either. What's your take, Jeremy? What do you think, man? I mean, you're in the throes of this with the yeah. newborn. I, well, I, you and I, you and I were gaming, and you're like, "Dude, I'm doing this while I feed my newborn," and I'm just like, "Dude, you are so pro." <laughs> oh no, I was not feeding him. I was just holding him at that time. I would, probably okay. wouldn't be able to pull off the feeding him. Um, well, not yet. I mean, if you, if you level up, you might be able to do that. I possibly. Um, I think that. I think that one of the things that comes back to all this is Christians assume a lot of stuff. They assume that they know how to take care of everybody. And so whenever I pray and feel good, everybody should do it. 
Um, I think that there's a lot, a lot of assumptions that happen. And as a counselor, um, I hate assumptions. Um, and I hate the, the just ability to try to fix everybody when sometimes it just can't be done. And to have a standard, uh, a non-gospel standard of how to take care of yourself, um, I think is difficult. So that's really my, I think, my biggest pet peeve. And to mix the idea of you shouldn't be doing this because it's not towards the tradition as opposed to you shouldn't be doing this because because the gospel says not to it. I think that those are two different things. And so neglecting your family, don't do it. Uh, being addicted to something, don't do it. But then using gaming to for self-care, I personally don't have a problem with that, especially if you're able to maintain everything in balance and and do some great stuff. I mean, that, that, that's how it is with everything. I mean, that's how it is with television shows. That's how it can even be about books. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah. But gaming is given the stigma of um, of this just idea that it can't be for self care, and I think that that's not true, or, or that it's that it's uber juvenile, which we've we've outlined before, and I, I've I've really. Um, this has really been on my mind a lot lately. Ha- having been away from gaming for so long and then coming and playing modern games, I was really struck with how the um, the immersive storytelling effect that it had. I, I was just so impressed with that and, and just really hooked in, not even necessarily with the, the accomplishments of the game as much as pushing the story forward. Mm-hmm. And so again, you know, we always, we're always talking about, you know, the church using using technology to communicate and to tell stories, and clearly, clearly, we're missing out. We're missing out on this one. That's for sure. Well, and I will come from a youth pastor standpoint. Of um, let's take it a step further. Of should people use it for self care, but also should people use it for ministry? And I, I personally do not have a problem with using it for ministry, but I know a lot of people do. And so ultimately, I think just what is your reasoning for that? And if you have had a bad experience with, with gaming, um, both as a parent or individually, to the point that you had been addicted or to the point that you were neglecting your family, um, make sure you're recognizing what you are and are not assuming and all that. So now, that being said, I think that there's great things that can come out of this. Like Call of Duty should not be given to middle schoolers. That's just a general thought that I have. Um, that, yeah, just look at the rating. I mean, that's yeah, that should be a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there, so there's little things, and that's that's kind of like my border of Call of Duty is not the gore best that's going on, but it's also um, something that is very, very popular. So that's kind of my stake in the ground of Call of Duty is where I draw the line as far as middle schoolers go. And and for some people, they don't have a problem with that. For others. I can't even believe that we're allowing people to play Minecraft. So, I don't know. It, it gets a whole tricky mess in there. Well, okay. You will, you wouldn't give middle schoolers Minecraft. Would you give them Halo? No, no. He would give them. No, he would give them Minecraft. No. Or, oh, Call he, of would, Duty. he wouldn't give them yeah. um, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do any shooter. No, games. here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. I, yeah, no, I don't see. I don't, I don't think it's. I'm down. With yeah, Halo. I, don't, I don't know it. As far as like, I don't know if you're going with the violence angle and stuff or not, because I mean, there, there's been they've done long-term scientific studies and they found that that violent video gaming does not make people more violent. In fact, they found quite the opposite. So, but I don't think that that's Jeremy's angle. I don't think that's what he's saying at all. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy. I think we're just looking at the ratings. It's the reason why I don't let my 
eight-year-old watch a PG-13 movie. If the world, if the, if the, uh, the, if the secular world who doesn't have the biblical principles and values that I hold thinks that you have to be at least 13 years old to watch that, clearly, clearly... <laughs> That should that I should have at least that as my standard. My kid is not thirteen, right? You know, and I think that that's what Jeremy's saying. If the video game, and that's another thing about the old thought of video games and what video games have become. If it's rated M for mature, then it's rated M for mature, and that rating needs to be respected. But I agree with that point, but then I think that goes into like, okay, what? Why is it rated this way? Well, okay, and I'll give you that too. Because, I'll give you that because too. Because like, you know, for you Halo, yeah. a lot of it was the language used in the campaign mode. And if you're not playing the campaign mode, you're not getting the language. Unless the players are using the language, in which case you tell their moms. Right, right. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. And this is, in my opinion, is coming from a youth pastor standpoint of assuming that I am not the most conservative, I'm the most liberal person in the room, and then also assuming I am the most conservative person in the room. So it, it just gets tricky of I'm not going to break the rules for the ratings. And so I don't know what I'll do as far as a parent. I my youngest is three years old, so I'm not sure what I want to do. I, I'm I know I'm ready for him to play Minecraft, so I can actually do that. And he sits here and watches me play. Um, so I it I don't know. I'm not sure what I'll do. And that's another thing. What you were saying before, Jeremy, about your own experiencing your own experience and transferring that experience onto everybody else. You can't do that. It, it, it's fun that you mentioned that about your son. When my son was about four, I think four or five. No, four, three or four. I don't know. When he was younger, there we go, uh, when we first got Minecraft, he would just sit on my lap and I would run it for him and we would play together and he would tell me like what to do. Hey, let's build that. What do you think? So we would talk about it. I mean, it was it was amazing. It was so much fun. Um, we did that until he began to get a little bit too big and heavy to sit on my lap and then he began to want to try it himself. And, you know, now for well over a year, he plays himself and it is incredible to watch him do the, the keyboard and the mouse and how fast he is with it and, and to see the stuff that he's created it and, and, and everything else. It's a lot of fun. And then it's a great family time for us. You know, we, we share a world and we, we all have our places and we work together and it has been an incredible experience. I will tell you hands down that our experience, our family experience with a game like Minecraft, okay, the video game Minecraft has been more, was more uh, enriching and interactive as a whole, as far as building our family, than any television show or movie we could sit down and watch. And for, and for the family and pastor that says that you're a terrible parent, this conversation is ultimately not for you. So I think that if you can have family time over gaming, whether it's board games or video games, I think this is a conversation for you. For everybody else, it's almost like check your values. Why is it that it's not okay? And if you have legitimate reasons, then you have legitimate reasons. But don't stop imposing those on other people in the sense that um, you're just making blanket statements. And I, I, obviously, you know me. I hate those kind of things. I hate generalities of sorts. And and because because you know the video gaming community, especially around Minecraft, I, I hear my my kids talking with their friends, and that's one thing that they talk about. And I see what kind of community and and connection that it builds. And ultimately, that's what as Christians we really need to be about is building community and connections with other people. That is that is the only way, or maybe not. I shouldn't say the only way. That is the the most powerful way to spread and to share the gospel is when you are in in real true relationship with other people. And if 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 
video gaming is your jam, then make it your jam and let and and let your testimony shine through that. Now, considering you know, I've I've I said how great community can be with gaming and stuff. Jeremy, tell everybody the idea that you had several weeks ago. If only we have a place that we could get together with other church tech people to interact and to have community. I think that there's a lot of places online to actually do this. Obviously, Google Plus, we have the church tech community that gets a lot of traffic for church mag, and there's a lot of ideas being thrown around, but I don't necessarily see that as community sometimes. Um, and church mag has the comments, and sometimes they're community, and sometimes they're angry. Uh, but for me, community goes beyond just talking to each other and interacts. And so I feel like in some aspects, Minecraft can be that. Don't blow up on me, please. Um, so, so we are, we have, I just died. Dang it. I had 26 levels. Um, (laughs) we're really, you're at level 26. The, The epicness that you are, that you are playing Minecraft now while we record the podcast. I mean, the level of of meta that this is, it's, it's incredible. So anyways, while I'm not, while I'm going to click my stuff, um, we have a Minecraft server. The back channel has been playing it for exactly three days. And so obviously we have about 30 different cities built up. Right. Well, and by the time this podcast airs here in the next week or two, um, we'll have more than three days under our belt and a, and a few, and a few early invites by the, by the time this podcast plays, it'll be really hustling and bustling would be my guess. So we have this, we want to make it available to you guys. We want to be able to try to figure out how can we do community with you guys, not for the sake of playing games all the time, because you can play games anytime you want, but we wanted to make a place where we can interact with you guys. We can um, just simply hang out. And I think that this is a way to be creative, to be engaging. Um, we don't have all the details of how this is going to work, um, but we do know that we want to interact with you guys. And so um, if you are a gamer, if you are someone that loves to play Minecraft specifically, um, we have a server set up that you might be interested in. Um, we're still trying to work on the details of how this all works, but if you want to hit us up, let us know. Right, and by the time this podcast airs in the next couple of weeks, because we're recording, you know, we always record these early. We might even have those details worked out. So in in the in the links or whatever, I'll have I'll have that info, um, or I'll have a little ad on the website that you can find. So just go to the Church Mag site and to get more info on that. And we have it set up to be private, and so not anyone can just come in. Um, it, it, we'll have a white list, that sort of thing. That's how we're we're doing that. I remember when shortly after I started playing Minecraft and saw that there were the Minecraft servers and you could go on and you could play with others. I thought that's really cool. Uh, I never actually did it because a lot of times there was a cost involved or if it was free just going in with strangers I don't know it felt kind of weird and then I heard a lot about you know looting where people go and they steal stuff or you know and it was just like I don't know it just it it, it began to sound stressful and not fun and I thought man I wish I had some friends that I could to play this so when when Jeremy brought this up I thought that would be great you know you know we would be whitelisting people so um only people that were invited were in it, so everyone's going that that's in the the, the Church Mag Minecraft world um, should have some <laughs> shouldn't be doing looting and these kind of things, and so this could be just an amazing experience, like Jeremy has outlined as far as interacting as a community and stuff. And I know the bit of playing that Jeremy and I have done, um, it's it's been great because you get to know somebody. Uh, 
in a, in a, in a, in a different way in how they work and how they think. And, uh, even yourself, like, I'm like, gosh, I wonder if I'm being a little bossy here, you know, and, um, and, and stuff like that or, the yeah. And, and then like, who's good at what? So Jeremy, like the, Jeremy likes to know, like the first thing, like what, like what's your, what's your jam? What do you like to do? And, uh, so, so far in just the last few days, we have had a lot of fun, so much fun that feels like, What's this Minecraft thing that you guys are talking about? And Phil realized that, oh, it's this game that's impossible to play. <laughs> you randomly get blown up by creepers all the time. It wasn't random. It wasn't random. It was calculated, sir. It was a calculated <laughs> attack. I, I, I know strategy when I see it. And that was they were, like, giving those little, you know, when you watch TV, those the, the, the SWAT team, the special ops, those little hand motions they do, you know? They were doing that. Clear, clearly, it was a creeper mob. Clearly, it was a creeper mob. And there's nothing quite as scary as that. And being that the server's located uh, in New York and I'm in Italy, um, the other night I had a little bit of lag time because the, because of it being so far away. Um, I, just, I just stayed in the sunlight and I stayed in the mines and didn't go out where there was creepers because with a little bit of lag, sometimes it would, yeah, I would just suddenly be dead and that was that was no fun <laughs> okay that's good that would be good eating and some good wool is this, is it, it's a slaughter yeah, yeah oh yeah phil you just you have you have no i you'll have to watch the videos yeah by the time this video by the time this podcast airs we'll have some videos up we'll have a couple mm-hmm. of videos up at least, at least one. one um no actually probably two or one two no, there'll be two up because we'll have two, one. We'll one. have one on Monday. We'll have one on Friday. So there'll be two videos up when this airs. Um, and so, uh, Phil, you can you can watch that a little bit. Maybe that'll give you a little bit more insight as how this thing works. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> and we got Chris Wilson. He's in on it as well. So good times, guys. Good times. So the uh, I guess I guess the 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 bottom line on this thing. How would you guys? How would you guys sum it up? I would sum it up like this: that we are we are creatures who are both mental and physical, or rather, we are physical and spiritual. And the physical incorporates both the actual uh, body and the mind. And that uh, those who would say you can't play games to exercise your mind would never say that about the body. And so it's hypocritical. The problem is that too many too many gamers have gone too far into the rabbit hole and have lost their real lives to the digital. And like, like I've been saying for a long time, we have to find a balance between what's digital and what's actual. And the two cannot get out of balance. You can't ignore the digital. You can't be a ludite, but you can't go fully digital. You can't dive that far into the matrix that you forget that there's a real life that God the God made us for, you know, the digital is a world we make for ourselves. The physical is a world God made for us and we, we can't abandon it. Um, I think for me, it, it just ultimately comes down to, there's a generation gap of people that just didn't grow up with the internet and people that did and it creates generalized stigmas. And there are generation, there are people in the older generation that like gaming and there are people in the younger generation that hate gaming. And I think it just, there's going to be this polarization I also think that there's probably going to be a generation later on that says we've made too much of it and we will have swung the pendulum. Um, and so I hate the pendulum swing. So just always avoid the pendulum swing and just recognize where you are at and everything. Take care of yourself because you can't serve your family if you don't. But then also recognize when you're just being selfish. He's on fire! 
You win. Perfect. That does it for this podcast. Hopefully we'll be seeing some of you in the Church Mag Minecraft world. If you have a comment, question, or want to know more about it, write us an email, podcast at churchmag. That's podcast at churchm.ag. Or ping us on Twitter at churchmag. We also love, love, love reviews on iTunes, so please leave us a review and rating. Until next week. Minecraft, I tried playing last night for half an hour, and I <laughs> I died like four times, first of all, because the zombies. Because apparently you can't kill zombies when you first start the game out. I didn't know this. I'm going full full speed ahead like any good murderer would, and I am getting <laughs> obliterated. Um, it's like, respawn. Heck yeah, I'm respawning. I'm taking you down, sucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't. And then the other time, I thought, well, I'm going to try mining a little bit, and maybe I can gain some stuff, you know, find a, I don't know, a machine gun or something, and so I'm digging down, and I got so far deep and so dark, because it turned night, it's all the light behind me was gone, I got lost, I got lost in, a, in the belly of the earth, so... This, this uh, remotely sounds like my first time ever trying to play. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Recording this because we're wasting time if we're not. No, we. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are recording this.